Welcome to the Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Arcus. Hi, it's me. It's you. So what what happened tonight? A lot of interruptions. I, I a lot of more. What are missing we signals? Oh, um, New Japan strong. Uh, uh, Windy City Riot. I don't think it's strong. I think this is just New Japan. I sure. think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, shit was a ton of fun when when it wasn't being interrupted by the stream going out or some dumb bullshit happening technically this was a super super fun show a match that was almost contender for match of the year moxley versus will osprey had a had the finish not been wonky yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of fun, and I think that um they've set up Capital Collision to be really awesome. Yeah, so far, uh, Capital Collision has Mox versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii. So far, that's it. But those two matches alone sound awesome. Yeah. Maybe uh. Uh, Osprey versus Sonata. <laughs> yeah, forever allowed to have Sonata back. Oh, that, that's in May, so yeah, he won't be most likely. Um, but yeah, what? you want me to give a rundown real quick of uh the predictions? Well, I was gonna ask what what is in May. You just said something. Oh, May. May is Capital Collision, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, Miriam. Good to see you. Welcome back to the stream, to the podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you want me to go over to pre predictions? Yeah. All right. So, for those who are new to our predictions, we make a prediction on the outcome of every match. Um, and w with some extra ones, too, maybe, like today we did. Uh, and whoever, or for every incorrect prediction, we have to do a dab of hot sauce. Liz, what hot sauce are you using tonight? So I kept telling everyone, oh, I'm going to do something special for this podcast. I'm going to do something special for this podcast. Not ever doing anything special for either podcast mm -hmm. um, that I promise is on. So today I decided to be a little bougie about it. Um, and I spent about 20 bucks on this. I bought what some have probably seen the truff hotter sauce because they've got a regular hot sauce and then they've got a hotter sauce. No. Nope. And I got the hotter. What's bougie about that? It is made with um, black truffle. Mm. Um, it's got red chili peppers, vinegar, organic sugar, garlic, salt, black truffle. And then olive oil infused with black truffle essence. Ooh. Yeah. So it's a little 
a little bit on the bougie side, but I kept saying that I was going to do something special and then never did anything special, so. Spicing it up for uh, Windy City Riot. Uh, yeah. I am opting to go with Hell's Kitchen Hot Sauce. I don't know if I've had this one on, on the show before, but this is Undercover Love Ancho Chili Sauce. Um, I don't know if this is expired. I didn't see an expiration date anywhere on it. It's years old. I'm hoping it's not expired. Mine's brand new. Yeah, I know. Because we bought it today. I was with you. Um, I also bought Malden Sea Salt Flakes, and that was pretty much like the best purchase I've ever made. <laughs> um, and whoever has the most correct predictions will be dubbed the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion. Liz, you are the reigning and defending undisputed Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion. That's what they call me. After, uh, after, after uh, Hyper Battle. New Japan's hyper battle. So, how did you do this time? I got five right, four wrong. And so did I. We got the same right and same wrong. And mind you, we didn't make the exact same predictions. We, we split, we, we kind of split down the middle. Um, so now, uh, unless anyone has any ideas in the chat, we are going to settle this with a coin flip. Now, a lot is riding on this coin flip. Whoever loses this flip has to take a punishment. Whoever wins not only becomes the champion and deals out a punishment, but we're also going to start passing along, holding on to this trophy. This egg. This is the new Pinfall Podcast Prediction Championship. An egg for this trying time. Mike. Long time no see. Good to see you back here. Mike! He says, the real winners are those who listen to us. Aw. Aw. Too nice. Thank you. So, yeah. This... Or one might say, one might say, that was too sweet. Whoop, whoop. And I'm out, boys! Oh. All right. So, let's decide. Heads or tails? Tails never fails. The last time he did this. Tails never fails. It's God's will. Can't see. It's heads. I win. I am champion again. I am the pinfall podcast prediction egg champion. I'll continue playing this game, but I'm playing under protest now. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, my punishment to you. And I wanted to do this weeks ago. 
I had this plan for WrestleMania. Right. I wanted kind of a similar game to what we've been doing. I want to bring back Guess Who at a certain point, but not now. But next time, next time I win, I'll, I'll be doing Guess Who. Bringing that back. This time, uh, before every match, I'm going to give you a location. And you tell me a wrestler from that location, from that they're oh booked from, or that they're billed from. So, for example, Marina Shafir is not billed from Albany. She's billed from elsewhere. Correct. Correct. So if I give you Albany and you say Marina Shafir, that would be wrong. Okay. And you have to do an extra dab of hot sauce for everyone you get wrong. I'm gonna give you You're gonna have to bring me some more chips. <laughs> I'm gonna give you three per match. That's what oh we normally do. We okay. normally do three. Three three wrestlers, three songs. It'll be fun. It'll be it won't be that bad. Okay. Alright. I, I will need more chips, so I can almost guarantee you that much. Okay, then let me pass along these chips to you real quick. Hope everyone's having a good day today. I'm not. Thank you, sir. Those Okay. Now. Okay. So now that we have the punishment set, um, we know who the champion is. You wanna you wanna dive into Windy City Riot? Yeah, let's begin. Um, I've got a question though. Who won the dark match? We didn't talk about that at all. We didn't. I crossed it off because I think we said if it wasn't on TV, we wouldn't count it. I know. I was just curious about who won. Um, let me see. I wonder if the results are up on Cage Match yet. Um, Windy City Riot. No, results are not up yet. Hmm. I assume Chaos won. Rocky and Yuta. I feel like that's a safe bet. Um, Alright. So first up on the card for Windy City Riot, we had The Factory versus Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yuya Uemura. Um, but before the match, QT Marshall gets on the mic, and he says, I know we got off on the wrong foot, Tonight we're going to see once and for all what the greatest dojo system in the world is, the Factory or L.A. Dojo. And uh, we both picked uh, we both picked L.A. Dojo to win. Yes. Um... Okay. 
this was a this was a hard one. Um. Um. Well, so this was hard because the this. Oh wait, wait, yeah, sorry. We had to do we had to do prediction. We had to do our dabs, and then right. I'm gonna give you the the location. Sorry, I was like so in the zone. I was like, I'm gonna start talking about this match and start talking about how the fucking stream got real fucked up. But let me. All right, I got a dab. Hot sauce. This one's a little small because I want to test. It's been a while since I've had this one. I also want everyone to know that I burned the shit out of the roof of my mouth, so eating chips and hot sauce is going to be a real fucking uh, exciting adventure. Also, this hot sauce is... Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say this hot sauce is kind of thick and it takes a little while to come out of the top, but... <laughs> it just poured out. All right. So let me give you a location. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me get a, the first location. All right. So this will be an easy one. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Give me one wrestler. From Philly. Drew Gulak. No. Really? Yeah. Where is he built from? Um, let me... I can tell you... Drew... I know he's from Philly. Drew Gulak. To where he was born. Uh, maybe, maybe this website is just wrong. Build, okay, he's from, he's built from University City, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So am I safe? Yes. Okay. All right. So, let me give you another one. All right. Duh. So, Dublin, Ireland. Seamus. Correct. All right. Um... Atlanta, Georgia. This will be your last one for this match. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, God. There's a lot to choose from. Is there? Yep. I don't know. Shelton Benjamin. Shel I don't know why that was like the first thing that came to mind. Show me Shelton Benjamin. Watch this thing, probably like fucking, I don't know, Rhode Island. Sheldon Benjamin is from Orangeburg, South Carolina. God damn it. You could have chosen 
Um, let me give some big names. Apollo Crews. Baron Black. Um, Jimmy Rave. Jonathan Gresham. Gotta remember, the first Terminus took place in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, that will never help me again, so thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, so to begin, this was, like I was saying, uh, kind of difficult because this was where a lot of our streaming issues began. It, it happened in, like, almost every match, though. It did. Um, so, oh, our predictions, though. Well, no, we did our predictions. Sorry, I'm out of it. Yeah. Um, did you do your dabs for the incorrect ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Yuya is first in for the dojo. Um, I believe Q2 was in first or Nick Camarado. Um, but Aaron Solo's in for the real beginning of the match, more or less. Um, he gets an arm sub on Solo. Carl manages to kind of yoink himself out into the, uh, into the ring. He calls out QT before bitch slapping Solo. And, um, QT gets in for a second before just tagging out. Um, Carl then removes Solo and Camarado from the apron before punching down onto QT. Um, Solo and Camarado break that up, but Connors and Uemura. Well, we're gonna have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Uemura. 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 You. It could be Uemura or Uemura. 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 Okay. But Connors and Uemura up here. Um. Clark Connors, who I didn't realize is just a fucking like little chihuahua of mm. a fella, taking out everybody. Um, we get a dragon elbow to Solo, and then Yuya um, slings into him in the corner. Clark hits him with a shoulder to the midsection, then Carl hits him with a knee. Um, Camarado then comes in to defend Solo, clotheslining Carl and Clark before elbowing Yuya. Um, Camarado then kind of like suplexes back body, drops all of. The LA Dojo, like, he kind of just gets them all, like, on his back and in his arms. Um, and then we kind of just get everyone doing their thing for a little bit. It kind of breaks down. Um, Uemura then goes into striking QT before QT hits him with a hard clothesline. We get a huge German suplex, though, to QT from Yuya. Uemura then um, lifts Camarado. Camarado gets down. Still pretty impressive. Um, but he gets flung from the ring. Carl and Clark then go and they fly out onto Camarado and Solo. However, when QT is in the ring, he hits a low blow onto Yuya and then a diamond cutter um, for the win. Yeah, honestly didn't expect that. But given how the next match goes, should have expected it. Um, yeah. But it, it was still a pretty, uh, pretty fun match. Good, decent way to open the show. Um. So up next we have Team Filthy versus Alex Coughlin, Chris Dickinson, Fred Rosser, Josh Alexander, and Ren Narita. And we both picked Team Coughlin. Yes. All right, you ready for um, your next locations? Yep. Okay. 
So next up is Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Ethan Page. Show me Ethan Page. Ethan Page is billed from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, not Toronto. Um, you could have went with uh, Aaliyah, Allie the Bunny, uh, Christian, Edge, Gail Kim, Jody Threat, RJ City. Um, that's it. All right, let's let's get another one. Your next your next location is Vancouver, Canada. Another Canada location. Kevin Owens. Show me Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens is billed from Maryville, Quebec. Yeah, I kind of figured because he's French Canadian. You could have picked El Fantasmo, Kyle O'Reilly. Stop pouring so much on your chip, Elizabeth, then your mouth wouldn't be on fire. <laughs> All right. Now uh let's go let's try and go with something um that might be a little easier for you. Never mind. <laughs> That's one person from there. Um duh -duh. I can't do that one yet. That's a that's a that's a mean one. Some of these like I it, they don't have pages for, so I can't pull up who's from there. Um. Why is this so difficult? There's a lot of places in the world. But there's also like... Like a lot of these places don't have pages. And they're like normal ass places. Like places in fucking Florida. Um... Okay. Next. Monterey, Mexico. And let me tell you, there are a lot of wrestlers listed here. I can't say for sure that they're all ones you know, but there are a lot listed. 
Um, well, I know two people that it's not. I don't know. Um, a res. Show me a res. A res is from Mexico City. Well. Uh, you could have went with Angel Garza. Oh, of course I could have. Um, there are also a lot of names, and this website also uses, like, their old names. Um, my brain was like, I know two people that it's not, and that's because they are from the graves of Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, oh. Who, who else is from there besides Thunder Rosa? Oh. I might just be thinking of her. Okay. Alright, that is all. So why don't we get into this match? Now let me just talk around the massive pain in my mouth. So we got Josh fighting Danny Limelight to start. Um, I forgot how much I like watching Danny Limelight. Yeah. He's really fun. He's a lot of fun, especially on MLW. Um, so we get a dropkick and a clothesline into a DDT. Um, two Josh, Royce Isaacs, and Jarrell Nelson get him. Um, Royce is disposed of pretty quickly, while Josh just kind of tosses Jarrell around. Then Coughlin gets him. Um, and he's, he's out of the black trunks now. He's, like, moved up. Yeah. So now he gets, like, trunks that are actually, you know, colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, Coughlin chops Nelson, and then we get a belly-to-belly -belly before he tags out to Ren. Um, we get a double hip toss to Nelson from Coughlin and Narita. Um, Coughlin then attacks Kratos. Rice Isaacs get it gets in. Um, Ren is only kind of beaten up for so long before striking and hitting the double underhook suplex with a bridge, um, and a beautiful bridge at that. Um, then Dickinson gets in. He takes on West Coast Wrecking Crew uh, as a whole uh, until all of Team Filthy comes in and beats on him. Um, then Kratos gets in, and Dickinson goes shot for shot with Kratos before Kratos just kind of manhandles him. Um, Daniel Limelight gets back in. He's yelling at Dickinson, who's kind of powering up. He chops Limelight. Limelight then taunts a little too much. He gets clotheslined out of his skin. Um, then we get Rosser in against... Who was the masked man? What was his name? Uh, Black, Black Tiger. Tiger. Okay. I just want to make sure I was correct on that. Um, so Rosser is in against Black Tiger. He takes out everyone, um, but gets sidelined by Black Tiger and Danny. Um... There's some clotheslines to Rosser, and then Rosser gets sent out, but Josh Alexander is there, and it really just fucking breaks down. Coughlin suplexes Kratos. He dodges Limelight, who goes right into the arms of Alexander. Um, he gets dropped on the apron. And at this point, both myself and Kevin Kelly, we have no clue who's fucking legal. Um, at this point, we had forgotten. Um, then we get Rosser um, versus Black Tiger, because I'm pretty sure those were the last two legal people. Um, and there's a gut buster to Black Tiger, and then a chicken wing submission for Rosser to win for his team. Yeah. 
It was a very fun match. I'm surprised Josh Alexander wasn't in very much, given his status and impact. Yeah. Um, but right after the match, Tom Lawler comes out to uh, celebrate with his team. And then Yuji Nagata comes right out to set up for their match. Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata. But on the mic, uh, Nagata says, Fight for your belt, I'll kick your ass. Because originally, it was supposed to be not for the title. The never... Yeah. Uh, or the NJPW Strong Championship. But then it became for the title. Yeah, which is why I chose Yuji Nagata um, instead of Tom Lawler. Yeah. I picked Tom Lawler anyway, so... Still came away with this one. And uh, here is your first location. Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. Mm. I don't know. Um, maybe Roderick Strong? Show me Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is billed from New Orleans, Louisiana. Not very helpful, Roderick, but thank you. One of the biggest wrestlers from Pensacola, Florida is Roman Reigns. Also from there is Leon Ruff. Okay. All right. So, next up. Let's see. We have... Uh, there's only one person from there. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. No, only one person from there. You'd think there'd be more, like... Well, you know what? What if we just did... Oh, no, we can't do that. Can't just do the state. Wish I could, wish I could. Oh, that's also Atlanta, Georgia. We already everyone did to that. Look like cute little curled hairs. Huh? Well, you figure that out. I just want everyone to like look at my cute little wispy hairs. I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what her problem is. Alright, so next up. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this name, but you have Coahuila, Mexico. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Coahuila might be it. Mexico. Got two cities, Moncova, Torreon. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, the... Give me any name. Any name. 
I'm about to give you Roderick Strong again. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, ASF. Show me ASF. Okay. Tell me where fucking ASF is built from. He is not on this website at all. Can you not look him up? Profite DB. ASF is from Unknown. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, but one of the most famous wrestlers from this location is Bandito. All right. Sure. Um, okay, let me... Okay, you one last location. All right, this should be an easy one for you. Long Island, New York. MJF. He's literally from Long Island. I can already tell you he's not built from Long Island. Is he not? He's built from New York, like New York City. Um, God, why is this so difficult? It's fucked up. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is built from New York City, New York. Fucked up. Could have went with uh, Matt Cardona, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I know all the people I could have gone with. <laughs> Mick Foley. All right. So that's your three for this one. Let's uh, get into Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata. So, Lawler starts pummeling Nagata before being pulled off. Um, Yuji turns it around briefly, but um, mostly he gets a big boot to Lawler, then a dropkick, then another big boot. Um, Lawler then tangles Nagata in the ropes, chops him, kind of beats him up ringside, gets him out on the apron, and chokes him out there. Um... Back in the ring, he hits a side rush and leg sweep to Nagata. He transitions into an arm bar on Nagata. Nagata gets to the ropes. Um, and then he starts choking Nagata out with a sleeper. Um, but Nagata gets free. He goes ringside. Um, he wants the exploder on Lawler, but Lawler ends up getting the guillotine. Um, when Yuji gets free of that, he hits Lawler with the exploder finally. We get back in the ring and he punches Lawler, gets the butterfly suplex. Um, he gets the, the Nagata lock applied. Um, and Lawler's struggling for a little bit, but he ends up transitioning right into an ankle lock. Um, and then we get a knee bar on Nagata. Um, it's still not enough to get the tap as Nagata gets the ropes. Um, then Enziguri to Nagata misses, but Nagata gets one of his own. And then he gets the Nagata lock again. And he nearly gets the pin or the tap. But um, when Lawler gets free, he begins choking Yuji out. Um, and then we exchange some rear naked chokes. Um, Nagata hits the back suplex to Lawler, um, but he's too tired to get the pin. They start exchanging blows. Um, we go right back to the rear naked choke on Yuji, but Yuji tries breaking free. 
Um, it gets locked back in. Um, Tom gets the PK. Still not enough for the pin. He ends up hitting a fist to the back of the head and then um, ends up... Uh, he gets the fist to the back of the head and ends up pinning Nagata to win. Sorry. Yeah. I thought this was a really fun match. Like, more fun than it had any right to be. Yeah. Um... All right, you ready? Oh, wait. Next up, we have United Empire versus Bullet Club. Um, huge 12-man tag match. Um, and I think it was Carl Anderson gets on the mic, and he says before the match, Welcome to the newest member of Bullet Club, the legendary Scott Norton. Uh, and then they do a group too sweet. Um, this match was goofy as hell. And uh, I picked Bullet Club. And I picked United Empire. Yeah. I just went on record that I only picked Bullet Club because you picked United Empire and we had we had almost all the same picks by this point, so I wanted to switch it up. Alright. So, you ready for your locations? Yep. So your first location is Tokyo, Japan. Kazuchika? Show me Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada is from Tokyo, Japan. Kazuch! Your next location is Seattle, Washington. Daniel Bryan? Show me Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson is built from Aberdeen, Washington. Ah, motherfucker. All right, and your final location is Dallas, Texas. Hangman. Ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah? But Adam Page... I know for a fact is built from Aaron's Creek, Virginia. Oh. Let me guess. I could have gone with um, Lance Archer. Let me see. Lance Archer. Lance Hoyt is built from Dallas, Texas. Um, let's see. Who else is built from here? The names are so weird because it's like a lot of their old gimmicks. Like Matt Cardona was still in this as Zack Ryder. Anyway, um, 
So, let's jump into uh, Bullet Club versus United Empire. Yes. Um, hang on, let me just uh, try to plug my laptop in before it dies. So TJP and Bay uh, are going after one another. We get rapid fire roll ups, counter slips, shit like that. Um, then we get Hanari versus Hikileo, who has absolutely no time for Hanari. He tries to choke slam him almost immediately. He doesn't get it, um, but gets an elbow to the jaw of Hanari. And after Hanari hits like several strikes to Hikileo, um, one fist just rattles his poor little body. Um, Hanari does fight back with some body shots, but it's not much. Um, we get Jeff Cobb versus Scott Norton. Cobb immediately suplexes Norton, who gets up pretty quickly right after that. He suplexes Cobb right back. Um, then TJP gets in for, like, some reason. Doesn't, like, do anything. Um, except have, like, a really awkward interaction with Norton. Um, then LP gets in. We get some drop kicks to the face of TJP. That gets Bay in. Then Phantasmo gets, like, back in. With like a whole song and dance for the back rig. Um, Anderson gets in, hits the back rig. Gallows gets in, hits the back rig. Hikaleo gets in, hits the back rig. Scott Norton gets in, hits the back rig. Um, then we have LP and Bay kind of like working together again. Um, TJP avoids both of them. He gets Mark Davis in instead. Um, Davis takes on both LP and Bay, um, hits a double scoop slam on the boys. Hikaleo breaks the cover though. And then both of Osseo and are at Bay's mercy until Bay jumps right into the arms of Davis, gets bulldogged by the one who's not Kyle Fletcher. There we go. Um, gets bulldogged by Kyle Fletcher. Nearly we get a magic killer to Jeff until um, Great Okan bops in with the Mongolian chops. And then Aussie open um, kind of dominate the field. Um, and they hit what used to be called the fidget spinner and now is called something that I couldn't understand and was not repeated more than once <laughs> and also is not available to find online at all. Yeah, it, it was it was so fun. This was like the goofiest match on the entire card. It was so fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but. You could tell Scott Norton was frustrated when he was messing up his spots. Because he, he oh, angrily really? tagged out. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Yeah, he his face and like he, he just looked pissed. And then when he tagged out, Carl Anderson was just like patting him on the back. Because you could tell. Or they could tell. He's old. This happens when you're old. Yeah. This is why I kind of hate these things where it's like they like take somebody who has like limited mobility now because they've been wrestling for so long and like they're supposed to be keeping up with these other guys. It's like. Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes it, you got to stop. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, up next, we have what probably is the most fun match on this whole card. Oh, my God. Like there. One match is arguably better, but this one was the most fun. You had TMDK and Bad Dude Tito versus Finn Juice and Brody King in a, in a Chicago street fight. This was fucking bananas. 
Yeah. Um, and we both picked Finjuice and Brody King, so we are we are good. Um, and uh, let me give you your locations that you have to guess. So, uh, any wrestler build from this location, not born in this location, build from this location. For those who are uh, um, new to our stream and just tuning in, Idro, welcome. Yes, Eddie Kingston did show up in New Japan. We'll talk about that soon. But Liz, your first, your first location in the set is Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg, Manitoba. Me, Canada. <laughs> Stu Grayson. Oh, he's probably from like fucking Nova Scotia or something. Show stupid. me Stu Grayson. Probably Ontario because he's super fucking French. Stu Grayson is billed from. That's not right. <laughs> well, what? None, none of it's right. He's born in Victoriaville, Quebec. He resides in Ottawa. And he's built from the Marvel Universe or the Mushroom Kingdom. Good for him. Bad for me, but good for him. Some famous people from um, uh, uh, Winnipeg are Allison Danger. Uh, Chris Jericho, Candice LeRae, Kenny Omega, uh, Rosemary, among others. Alright, now this one should be easy for you. Your next location is Air Scotland. Drew McIntyre. There you go. Thank you. Drew McIntyre and Noam Dar are the only two from Air Scotland. All right, and this one should also be an easy one. Cincinnati, Ohio. Johnny Gargano? Show me Johnny Gargano. Jonathan Gargano. He is, ooh, he's from Cleveland. Ah, Wardlow's from Cincinnati, I think. Show me Wardlow. Wardlow is from Cleveland. Oh God, they're all from Cleveland. Two big one, three big ones from Cincinnati are uh, John Moxley, Brian Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman, uh, Angelo Dawkins. Um, let's see any others. No, it doesn't look like it. All right, and uh, that's that's your third and last for this set. Now let's jump into uh, what is it? Chicago street fight. Yeah, we start with a weird chair brawl. Um, and it's just everyone ever doing everything, fighting each other. Brody has Shane, Bad Dude Tito has Juice, and Finlay has Jonah, or vice versa. Um, and then the signal goes out. So. Yeah, it, we um this happened this happened for so long, this one specifically. Yeah. Um when we came back we were watching Brody getting brutalized by all the other guys. Juice then sprays a fire extinguisher and Finley dives out onto everyone. Um then we get some bad camera angles abound. Um 
Finn Juice have trash cans. They're wailing on Shane, I think. We can't quite see because the camera guy has like the basically the camera guy has like the worst seats in the house for this particular spot, which I was like, you're that's not how that's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, Juice thing it's completely sidelined by Jonah before Finlay gets to sh- gets Shane to the ring. Um, Brody and Juice are there, um, and the signal had gone out here too as well. Um, Finlay at this point was taking on Jonah. We get a chair to the stomach of Jonah. Everyone splashes him in the corner. Everyone cannonballs onto him, and then we get a chair slapped into his balls. Um, and Brody King is pleased with his work. Um. Jonathan is then laid across uh, several chairs that are set up as Juice goes to dive down. Um, but Tito attacks him. Sends. Um, Jonah sends Brody ringside. I'm going to apron bomb to Finlay from Haste, but Juice saves his partner by hitting Haste with a belly to back on the apron. Then we get Juice and Badu Tito together. Tito puts a ladder on Juice and goes to splash him, but Juice tosses the ladder at Tito upon impact. Um... Tito then takes out Juice, but Brody lariats Tito, hits him with a Death Valley driver into the chairs. Um, he then hits Shane Hayes and puts a trash can on him, who Shane decides to offer one singular little kick, um, and then gets chopped and, in typical Shane Hayes fashion, just oversells the shit out of it. Oh my god, yeah. He, he like, did a flip backwards and landed on, on the top of the trash can, so like on his head. Also, mind you, five seconds after, like, the actual, like, after the actual chop. Yeah. Um, Jonah then hits Brody with, like, a, a metal tray of some sort, staggering him. Uh, Jonah puts Brody in a chair, kind of cannibals onto him. However, we get a metal tray to Jonah from Finlay and a dropkick into it. Um, but Jonah hits David right in the head with that tray. Tito takes out Brody. Haste takes out Juice. Uh, it's just Jonah and Finley. Brody gets sent through a table by Tito. We don't get to see that. Shane is then choking out Juice, and then all three men are targeting Finley. Finley gets sent into a ladder and then is cannibaled onto by Haste. Um, we get a blue thunderbomb by Tito, but um, Finley ends up kicking out. Um, we get a kick to the shoulder blade of David from Shane Haste, and then Tito starts stomping on him a little bit. Um, and we get some unprotected kendo shots to the back of Finlay as he's being held against the buckle by Haste and Tito. But Juice saves his ass once more. Um, at this point, it's Brody and Juice getting justice for Finlay. There's lots of chairs, but um, it gives um, Team MDK and uh, Tito time to get back in. Um, like they basically like toss chair after chair after chair after chair after chair into the middle of the ring mm-hmm. for no reason because it doesn't like it just wastes time. Um, and Juice then goes up top after the ref saves Tito's ass because the one chair in the middle of the pile of chairs was unfolded accidentally. My, my hair just scared me. It fell down. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> but yeah, there was like a chair that was like unfolded and upside down and like the ref like just gently like dragged it out of the pile and just put it off to the side. I was like, thanks. Um... There's a superplex to Shane from Brody into those chairs, a superplex to Tito from Juice into those chairs, and then a powerbomb to Jonah from David into those chairs. Juice then removes all the chairs, and Tito comes up. Juice spears him through the door, though, which completely, like, disintegrates upon impact. Jonah then spears uh, Brody on the apron, tsunamis him on a ladder, 
that was set up between the ring and the barricade. God, that was that, that ladder crumpled. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, not bad, but like that was like, oh, yeah, jarring. Um, then we get Haste and Finlay going at it. Um, they're exchanging blows. We get a brain buster into a chair to Haste from Finlay, and then Jonah hits Finlay with a sledgehammer. Um, as Finlay is going at um Jonah with the with uh fuck what was it called? Why am I forget? I'm forgetting the name of it. The Jonah had the sledgehammer. Finlay had oh the um, shillelagh. The shillelagh. Thank you. Completely forgot that. Um, and Jonah then almost breaks the shillelagh. Um, but Juice comes in, stops Jonah from doing that, hits him with the pulp friction, and then Finlay hits the aerial acid drop. The shillelagh uh, is then sent into the head of Jonah multiple times for Finlay to get the win and to probably close this chapter. Hopefully. At the very least, closing the Finn Juice aspect of this chapter because we are probably not seeing Juice Robinson in NJPW anymore. Yeah. Um, um, he apparently had like a sweet little farewell. And the whole time that he was having a sweet little farewell, we had the cameras trained on Kevin Kelly and Matt Raywalt which Kevin Kelly was kind of like visibly like annoyed with. Yeah. Because you could tell that he was like over here. We have juice Robinson. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad we got that. Yeah. The, the camera work for this whole show was dog shit. It was terrible. It was bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So up next, uh, we had, uh, U.S. of J. Open Challenge, um, and who answers the Open Challenge? Well, we get a video to start off, and it's of Moxley, and I'm, I, I thought to myself, no, that's not right. They played the wrong video. I think Kevin Kelly thought the same thing in a weird way, because Kevin Kelly was like, and that's Moxley, who's in the main event. Yeah, because he was already annoyed from the end of the last match, so he probably thought that they just screwed up again. But no, uh -huh. it was it was a video of Mox talking to the challenger Shota Umino, uh, who was a young lion a, a few years ago, and teamed with Mox, uh, and even had the Death Riders jacket. Um, and uh, uh, Mox didn't know his name in in their because they were on a tag team. He didn't know his name, so we just called him Shooter. And so we had Jay White for Shota Umino, and this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, we both picked Jay White. However, we made predictions on who the challenger would be. You yes. thought it would be Blake Christian. I thought it would be Killer Cross. We were both way, way, way wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, so get ready for your next next locale while I take this dab. All right, so.
Your first location is Birmingham, England. Birmingham, oh, yeah, I feel like I, England. I feel like I know. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I'm trying to like think like English wrestlers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about Mr. Peter Dune? Pete Dunne is from Birmingham, England. Him and Drake Maverick are the two biggest names from Birmingham. Look at me. Look at you with the great guess. All right. Your next location might not be as easy. Okay. Bray, Ireland. County... Good. Huh? Finn. Finn Bauer, yes. Great County Wicklow, Ireland. There you go. Also from there, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Alright, and your third and final location for this set is Kawasaki, Kanagawa, Japan. Not as easy. Um... Sonata? Show me Sonata. Sonata is from Niigata, Japan. Ah. Big names from Kawasaka, Kanagawa, Japan are uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Michael Nakazawa, among many others. All right. So let's uh let's get into Jay White versus Shota Umino. Which they kept pronouncing his name as Shoto. It's Shota. I think uh Matt Raywalt was just calling him Shoto. Kevin Kelly was pronouncing it right. It's because Raywalt's too obsessed with Bishmum. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so, first of all, Shota is the son of Red Shoes, which I thought was the coolest yeah. little fact. Red Shoes Uno. And the moment, the moment they said that, I was like, oh, yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Same exact hair. Um, and Shota wastes absolutely no time. He immediately starts attacking Jay. Um, he hits him with a slingshot DDT that takes Jay to a two count. Um, then he gets him with an uppercut. Jay finally takes control after we lose signal again. Um, however, we get a hard Larry to Shota with a little nastiness, a little pepper. Um, and Jay is just playing with Shota at this point. Just like fucking around, talking shit, chanting too sweet with the with the crowd. Um, Shota then hits Jay with a sliding elbow. 
and then a big knee to the face um, and a funky little dragon sleeper driver sort of thing to Jay. Jay then hangs Shota up on the top rope, gets him with the snap DDT, um, and then hits him with a blade buster. Um, and at this point, Jay's just yelling at him, kind of telling him that he's a failure in comparison to his father. Um, I think that's what he said, or he was also sh- talking shit about his father. However, we could then get a Uranagi who showed up in a cute little, like, sleeper. He wanted the Snapdragon, but Chops showed it instead. Um, showed it and slaps the hell out of Jay, hits him with a pump handle, slam and kick, and a German suplex, but still no pin. Eventually, Jay ends up getting Blade Runner to win. Yes, 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 yes. Um, was a lot of fun. I was expecting someone to confront Jay afterwards or, or do something, but he just grabs a mic and, uh, and, and drops it. Looks like he's going to say something, but no. Yeah. All right. So after that match, we had uh strong style like the strong style match we had Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii um also Ijo's asking about that cowboy hat on the wall uh has it always been there uh or are you JR <laughs> no that's always been there um that is my father's cowboy hat that I stole from him at a wedding and just never gave back I guess <laughs> oh yeah i forgot you got it at that wedding yes um where a woman who i did not know got mad at me for taking it from my father yeah yeah very weird moment all right um so with ishii versus suzuki i picked ishii and i came out on top you picked Suzuki. Right on. You suffered. I do suffer. And you have more locations to answer for. First being Charlotte, North Carolina. There's like a million wrestlers from Charlotte, North Carolina. There are a lot. Um, there's like one sticking out that we've already talked about, so I know it's not them. Okay. Think of think of Justin Roberts saying, "Oh, is it is it?" Is it this he says to say Charlotte, North Carolina? That kind of same. No, because I thought that he said that for Kenny. Did he say that? Okay. All right. Well, any ideas for Charlotte, North Carolina? Um. Yeah, my nose is running. Um. I could be wrong, and I don't mm-hmm. want to have to say this, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. 
but gut instinct is telling me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just doing weird associations, but I think the flares are from there. Do you want to give me one specific one? Rick. Show me Rick Flair. Rick Flair is billed from Charlotte, North Carolina. I guess my weird associations did work. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Next up, you have Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Mickey James? Show me Mickey James. Oh no, that's wrong. I'm I'm wrong. Mickey I know James I'm wrong. is built from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. From Knoxville, Tennessee. R. Bianca Belair. Ivy Nile. Randy Orton. Among others. Alright, and your final location for this set is Tampa, Florida. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Am I... Uh, maybe it's just where he was born from? What? Who? I... No! Randy Orton is built from St. Louis, Missouri. Is he? Yes. Okay. Then the site has but it wrong. If there's one thing I'm positive of, mm-hmm. it is that. Okay. Anywho. All right, Tampa, Florida. Um, oh God. I know one person who's from Tampa, Florida. I, I will tell you there are not just a lot, but a lot of names you know. Yeah. Um, there's one name that I know, and I... Uh, Sorry. The Hulkster. Show me Hulk Hogan. Show me Bruce Banner. Ooh, I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan resides in Tampa, Florida. But he's billed from Venice Beach, California. Of course Hulk Hogan would do this to me. (laughs) The biggest one... That you could have named from Tampa, Florida is Big E. Yep, that was next in my head. Um, is this guy actually from Build Here or? Okay, Roddy's built from New Orleans. We already said him. All right. So let's uh, let's go into Ishi versus Suzuki. This is strong yeah. style evolved. Um, lots of strikes. They, uh, try to, um, oh, Jesus, hey there. Fucking, we've got a cat in this house. Yeah. When'd that get here? What are you up to? (laughs) Okay, ignore me then. Um, yeah, so they try to, like, choke each other? Just like alternating like chokeholds, and I was like, oh, and not like 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 rear naked choke or anything like, just like 
that. Um, Minoru kicks the arm of Ishii and then gets an over-the-ropes armbar. Ishii is sent into, or over the barricade, into the first row. Then we get chairs, and it's a chair fight, and then Ishii is expending um, some energy striking Minoru. Hits him with, like, a power slam? Minoru then yells at Ishii, gets a number of chops for his troubles. Um, we get several elbows to Ishii. Um, it doesn't do the trick. One gets sent to Minoru, just rocks his shit, absolutely. Um, and then we get some thick fucking elbows to one another, some headbutts, um, some big clotheslines that take down Suzuki, and a big forearm that takes down Ishii. Suzuki nearly gets the gotch style pile driver, but Ishii breaks free, sends out um, several headbutts, Clothesline Suzuki hits him with a vertical brain drop, uh, vertical, the vertical drop brain buster to win. The those headbutts, you could hear those. Those were fucking. Yeah, solid. those made me nervous. Oh my god, Shibata's like cringing somewhere. I'm cringing here. <laughs> um. So after the match, though, Eddie Kingston comes out and confronts Ishi. And right when he's confronting Ishi, the stream cut out again. And we catch him say, I want you, May 14th, Washington, D.C. So a capital collision. It'll be Eddie, Ki Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. Sick matchup. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we've got the main event. John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. A hell of a match. And a bloody mm -hmm. match, too, that had a horrible camera work. Yes. Oh, and I did not look up more locations for you. All right, well... And you picked Will Ospreay, so I'd like to yes. see you eat some hot sauce. I did pick Will Ospreay. Because I thought... I picked John Moxley. I thought it wouldn't matter that Ospreay has a title shot coming up against Tanahashi. I thought that would matter. But it did not. Alright, um... Let me get your first location. Let's see, let's see. Uh, we already did Seattle. Um... You already guessed someone from Aberdeen. Let's see. Oh, I know Naito's like the only person from where he's from. Um. All right. So, pretty easy one. New York City. Can't guess MJF. Um, is this an easy one? Could be. There are a lot of people from New York. Um, one of the biggest cities in the world. Um,
Oh, well, no. Um, Santana? Show me Santana. Santana, a.k.a. Mike Drastic, is billed from, I'll give this one to you, billed from Bronx, New York. I'll give Thank it to you. you. I was about to say Eddie, but I'm pretty sure he's billed from Yonkers. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Bronx is part of New York City, so I'll count it. All Thank right, you. now let's get your next location. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. No, that's not. That's that's a tough one. We did there, we did there. All right, this should be an easy one. Name one wrestler billed from wherever. Orange Cassidy. There you go, there you go. All right. And one more. This is the last one. Let's see. Let's make this a good one. Let's make this a good one. Oh my god, why are all these people from random ass places? Um. All right, this should be easy for you. Who is billed from Vienna, Austria? Walter. Correct. Born and billed from there. All right, I think that was three for three. Yeah, three for three. Nice. First time for everything. <laughs> All right. So. Can we start in the crowd for this match? Um, Moxley ends up clotheslining Osprey over the barricade. Um, in the ring, once the match has started, Moxley starts like he like holds his hands against like Osprey's mouth and nose uh, before kicking him in the back. Osprey gets on his feet uh, and starts chopping Moxley, tossing him into the barricade. Moxley does the same thing to Osprey, who hits Moxley with a chair, and then the camera catches Moxley uh, blading, which um, for the first time, he, first time of two times, he goes to his wrist. And earlier, we'd seen him tuck his blade into his. Not his earlier. Tail. This was that time. This was that time. Oh, okay, yeah. We see him tuck yeah. the blade into like his little. Wrist tape, and I don't get it. I don't know how you like keep that from cutting yourself. Mm, it's probably not that hard. It's flat. Um. However, we get some elbows to the head of Moxley and Osprey, then bites the bloody wound on Moxley, which I think is fucking repulsive. Um. Then we get a spinning backbreaker to Moxley. They start exchanging some elbows. 
Um, and we get a Snapdragon Suplex to a rebounding Osprey from Mox. Mox then drop kicks Osprey into the barricade. Blades again in full view of the camera this time. So, um, which mind you, Osprey was also blading, mm-hmm. and it's partially Moxley's fault that this happened the way it did. Yeah, they both shouldn't have been blading at the same time. Um, but a good a good technical director would have told the camera guy to shoot something that's not either wrestler. Somebody from United Empire. Someone from the crowd. Um, also, Osprey would have been a better choice, I think, because they, he had Davis and Fletcher on flanking either side of him while he was on the ground. And so Mox, the camera's on Mox this whole time. He, has, he, he pulls his fingers away from his wrist tape like this. Like, his fingers are like this. So you clearly see there's something in his fingers, and he just goes like that. Like it was, it was a little more discreet. It was kind of like it was more like this. You could still tell he was like slicing yeah, something. Yeah, it was, but it was more discreet than you're putting it out to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but no, it was just like two two people were fucking up at the same time. It was bad. Um, which at the end of the day, uh, yes, of course you know they're bleeding. Like if you don't know they're bleeding, then but you don't want to see it. Them. It's like you don't want to yeah. see the actor go through a costume change. Yeah. Um, release suplexo sends Osprey flailing. It was so cool. I love that move. Um, and then we get a kick to the head of Moxley. Moxley stays standing though. Um, he gets hit with a big boot to the face. Moxley ends up hitting Osprey with another Snapdragon suplex, and then I think a second one. Um, we get like lots of backbreaks to Osprey, who ends up getting free. Hits the os cutter on the apron. Osprey then gets a flying elbow and a little. <laughs> he get- so he gets Moxley on like the fucking announce table, hits him with a flying elbow, and then it's like they're both like laying there in like the shatters of the table. You see Osprey reach up and go like that to Moxley's chin, and I was like, <laughs> "So great. I love wrestlers checking on wrestlers. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. Like if I can have anything, I want like a super cut of like just like the little like the gentle like little like." caress or like little like pet that they give like one another or like the time that like finn and rowan checked on each other by like kind of like touching like their pinkies together and i was like <laughs> yes <laughs> we're in love um so we get a flying drop kick and um not just a flying drop kick but like a coast to coast drop kick um to moxley and then a shooting star press but moxley still kicks out he tries to hit the Death Rider only for Moxley to get an elbow to the face. They start exchanging blows. We get a huge powerbomb to Moxley after countering a lariat, but Osprey doesn't get the pin. Um, we get some thumping blows into the chest of Osprey, um, looking for the ref to call the match, but he doesn't. Um, he wants another Snapdragon to Osprey lands on his feet this time, hits the Oscar, still no pin. Um, Mox gets the stomp. Which I thought was crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, shout out to Seth. Yeah. Um, Moxley goes to Lariat. Osprey. Osprey hits a Spanish fly to counter that Lariat, um, and then hits the Hidden Blade. No pin. Um, and good thing because I fucking hate that move. <laughs> um, Moxley then hits the Death Rider once. Hits it again. And covers, and it's one, two, Osprey kicks, ref counts to three, ref calls the match. 
Mox puts him in the rear in the rear naked choke. Osprey taps as the bell rings. But technically it doesn't make sense. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Um anyways, Moxley wins, but Ref Ref was terrible. Kevin Kelly even said Osprey was tapping because he heard the bell. Um and it was like clear view that Osprey kicked out. Terrible yeah. ref. Almost as bad yeah. as Bryce Remsburg. Hey, calm down. <laughs> um but I mean this match was so so much fun. So much fun. And uh with with Mox's stomp, I think didn't uh Seth do a paradigm shift recently? I think he did an ode to Mox at some point. He may have. Um But uh yeah. This this would have been a a match of the year contender had that wonky finish not happened because I feel like what was supposed to happen was Mox uh, gets the bulldog choke on uh, on on Osprey and then Osprey taps out for the finish but the ref just called it just a little early yeah. But Mox was definitely supposed to win because he gets on the mic and he says, that was a hell of a fight. I thought uh, Will Ospreay was nothing but an entitled punk. Nothing but a spoiled little talented bitch. That motherfucker's got some balls, some heart. If he wants to dance again, I ain't hard to find. I actually now have respect for Will Ospreay. When I laid out a challenge for tonight, he stood up. He has guts. He doesn't run. That is more than I can say for some people in New Japan. For some legends of New Japan Pro Wrestling, more can I can say for Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi, it's been almost three years and you've been ducking me at every turn. I tried to show you the respect you deserve. I'm getting impatient. I'm throwing respect out the fucking window. Washington, D.C. This is your last chance to accept my ta- challenge, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, we can do this one of two ways. Shake hands, sign the contract, and meet up in D.C., or we can do this the hard way and I can drag your ass to DC by your stupid fucking ponytail. Hiroshi Tanahashi, there is a new ace in New Japan Pro Wrestling, motherfucker. Uh, and according to Mariam, New Japan issued an apology for the stream tonight. Thanks. It doesn't mean a whole lot because it still happened, but as long as it doesn't happen again. <laughs> I saw a lot of people commenting on the, on the live thread. And this might be the last New Japan show that they pay for, because it was, it was shitty. It was so shitty. And it's a shame, because it was an incredible fucking show. It was. It really was. Um, but yeah, that's our recap. You want to talk about the best of the night? Yeah. All right, let's talk about wrestler of the night. And uh, um, if you have a question for questions, AMA, whatever, uh, leave it in the chat now, and we'll get to it after the best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast. Ask us anything you want about wrestling, non-wrestling, uh, what's on TV, what we had for dinner, uh, how I feel being the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion, technically. 
So, here are your three choices for Wrestler of the Night. Ready? Jay White, John Moxley, and Will Ospreay. John Moxley. Fair. Very fair. Um. Okay. I'll go with John Moxley too. I'll agree. Um. All right, match of the night. I don't think this is any contest whatsoever. Although maybe there, maybe it was a little bit of a contest. So as always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night and talk about which one is the match of the night. First up, worst match of the night. Four out of ten. Uh, Bullet Club versus United Empire. It's very goofy. Wasn't my speed, but that's just me personally. Um. Scott Norton is one isn't one of those legends that can return to wrestling like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, four out of ten. Uh, Factory versus LA Dojo doesn't help that the stream like the the stream kept cutting out really bad here, and it just made it unwatchable. But what I, what we did see was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Next up, 6 out of 10, Tomohiro Ishii vs. Minoru Suzuki. A lot of fun. Um, couldn't help but get past that these are just two old men fighting each other. The back and forth strikes are good. But it can be a bit much at some points. Mm-hmm. Next, 6 out of 10, Team Filthy vs. Dickinson, Rosser, Alexander, Narita, and Coughlin. This was a lot of fun, especially Kratos doing the fucking Tope Suicida over the corner. That was insane. That was ridiculous. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Next up, 7 out of 10, Jay White versus Shota Umino. It was just a good old, really good wrestling match. Nothing much to it. Jay White adding a little bit of character to it. Yelling in the face of Shota. It was great. Next, 7 out of 10. Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata. Again, as I already said, I thought this match had no right being as good as it was. No right. Um, next, 8 out of 10. Finjuice and Brody King versus TMDK and Bad Dude Tito. So fucking good. This was so fun, so great. Like this is how you have a street fight. Insane. Mm-hmm. And finally, nine out of ten. Uh John Moxley versus Will Osprey. Ridiculous. Yep. Would be a ten had it would it not be for the finish. You agree? I agree. Alright. You want to answer some questions? Sure. All right, first question, Idro asked, do you ever intend to give your dad a hat back? No. That man has a hat of his own. Another one. This one is mine, and it barely fits my head. So. <laughs> hmm. Plus, I like having a cowboy hat. I mean, you never know when you're going to need a cowboy hat. 
Um, Alright, Miriam asked, if you guys could design your own signature hot sauce like Hot Ones has, what would it taste like, and how hot would it be? Yours would be like volcano levels of hot. Mine would be mad hot, but mine would be like hot, but like flavorfully hot. Mm -hmm. Um, In that we would use vinegar and like nice, like sharp garlicky. It would be like hella garlicky. Mm -hmm. Um, Ironically, I'm not the biggest fan of truffle. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not either. It's good, but only this is actually really nice because it's almost. it's got kind of curry vibes, in my opinion, because mm. it's kind of it's got like a little bit of a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not the point. Um, you know what I'd love to do? And this might sound weird. I'd love to make us hot sauce, like a nice like habanero hot sauce. Super spicy. With like a little bit of strawberry in it. Ooh, OK. Yeah. Because, like, we always, like, there's always, like, mango, habanero, shit like that. But, like, a little bit of strawberry and, like, a, like a hot sauce. I think that would work. Okay, okay. Um, I'd probably do... My favorite spice flavor is Chipotle. So I definitely do Chipotle. And I've made, like, not hot sauces, but salsas before. Um, definitely Chipotle flavored. A little, a little bit of mango in there. Um, kind of make it more smoky than really hot because I prefer flavor over spice. Um, but of course, have a little bit of spice in there. Maybe have a little bit of habanero. Mine a little habanero chipotle with a hint of mango. I think that'd be really good. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. I want to know has. I want to know if somebody's ever made. Ooh, there's strawberry serrano hot sauce. Ooh. That sounds mad good. It does. All right. Idro um, yeah. asked, have y'all thought about the AEW WWE Invasion Fantasy Booking Podcast? I've never heard of that. I also don't watch many podcasts. Oh. No, he. I think he suggests that we do that. Oh? Yeah, that was like a minute ago. Oh. Oh, like yeah. a special episode to fantasy book that? Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I think the only problem that we've had recently is that with like, um, and just WrestleMania, like shit, and then like the fallout from all that. Yeah. But I still think that'd be a really fun thing to do. Um, and I think that'd be something that we would, um, have a lot of fun doing. Yeah, we could do it on like a like a special. We could just time. do it as a Sunday show on like a a Sunday show when like there's not anything going on really. Because every once in a while we have weeks where it's like, oh, well, the best thing we can do is like this fucking regular ass New Japan warm up show, you know? True. Um, let's see what what do we have coming up this weekend. Um, we've got Golden Fight series. Oh, we have we have Rebellion. Yeah, well, this weekend we can't do anything. Yeah. 
that's yeah yeah weirdly enough I, I i had the same thing where i was like oh fuck that's this weekend yeah are we doing are we doing a podcast for rebellion so we're going to it no because i believe we're busy on sunday too are we well yes it is my father's birthday on oh. rebellion day so i think the least we can do is do something the day after yeah okay all right so no no uh no no uh weekend show this coming weekend however we will we won't have one the weekend after because we'll be on vacation we should talk about what we're going to do during that time that we're on vacation we won't be recording anything then yeah but we can talk about that okay yeah. later um but yeah no i think that that would be a really fun stream to do yeah. um and i think that's something that we should try to find time to do yeah. um Especially as like more and more rumors are coming out about people that might be defecting to WWE versus AEW and some shit like that. So yeah. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah. Alright, that's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. Happy Passover Ramadan Easter. Easter. Easter's today. It's a holiday for everybody. Yeah. Um Please tune in on tomorrow when we do our WWE 2K20 stream where we're going to do a paper and I'm going to try to not be. We got money in the bank. Big card. Main event. Zack Sabre Jr. versus AJ Styles. Card subject to change, though. Because remember, they're. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Um, we will be back, like you said, tomorrow, um, around the evening time. We'll tweet out when we're going live, which is at, at Pinfall Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Pinfall Podcast for all of our other stuff, YouTube, Spotify, Twitch. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine 23. We'll see you all tomorrow for 2K22. Until then, have a great holiday, whatever you celebrate and a great rest of your weekend.